Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the podcast Um, and we have a significant milestone that we need to celebrate before we begin because we have now reached over 200 downloads of the podcast which is really awesome. Um, I had a little happy dance over the weekend when I got that email so thank you to every single one of you who's downloaded the podcast, um, who's set up to subscribe to the channel um what would be really helpful is if you are enjoying what you're hearing um if you're enjoying what you're listening to please 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 give us a rating and a review because it really helps to get the podcast out there and obviously the aim of everything that i do is to try and help as many people as possible so the more people that hear the podcast um the better it's going to be for all of us and it's been really nice to hear some of the feedback as well um i've had some people talk to me in the street about it i've had emails about it and yeah it's just really nice to see that it's taking off and um, is more of a success than I could have imagined it would be. So um, yeah, if you are enjoying it, share it with somebody, share it with a friend, um, but leave a review, subscribe to it because that really helps to reach as many people as possible, which is what we're all about. Um, So I, as I record this, I'm still um, in isolation from work. Um, I'm allowed to go out and about, but I'm not allowed back in surgery until I can have a negative lateral flow test. So such is life nowadays. Um, But it means that I've been really kind of proactive with getting the stuff done. I've had a lot of time for um, self-development, which has been great. And what I want to talk about today is linked to one of those kind of episodes of self-development that I've had um, over the past 14 days. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about social media and what we see on social media. Now, don't switch off. I am not on a crusade to stop you all from using Facebook and Instagram at all. But I just want to shed a little bit of light on my thoughts around coaching, um, the coaching world on social media, the positives, the negatives, um, what we can do to make sure that we're not kind of being fobbed off, what we can do for our own mental health in that way, and how we can use social media um, for the good, for, for making sure that we are improving our health and our happiness and our success. Um, so the discussion I had was about age group athletes. So other athletes like myself, their relationships with social media. And we were talking about, you know, how we how we felt about social media, how we felt about other athletes' use of social media as well. And it sparked off quite a cascade of thoughts for me about what you guys can get out of social media. Um, Like I say, how to use it for your benefit and more importantly, the dangers of it when you're focusing on using it for improving your health and success. Now, the first thing I want to say is it's not a warpath designed to join the masses with torches and pitchforks trying to take down social media and tell you how bad it is, how we should all be boycotting it. I just don't think that's true. Obviously, social media is a massive tool for me um, to support my clients. Um, I base my business on it. It's really helpful to support my sponsors as well and obviously thank them as well. And it means that I can get a lot more support in my job um, and in my racing than I could without social media. Um, 
I can share my messages with massive groups of people. I can facilitate discussions between clients and anyone who's following the Wonder Clinic path who wants to learn about the Paladin principles or anything else that we're teaching. We can create massive communities on social media and have really healthy discussions about what's going on. And I can share that. I can share all of the information that I have. I can share all the things that people want to know more about and help so many people. Like I say, on a personal level, I get masses of benefit too, Um, particularly from Facebook. I've got access to all sorts of communities and resources, um, seminars from coaches, discussions with other athletes. I can access the best advice and tap into a wealth of different uh, views, opinions, mentors. I've been a member of triathlon groups, dog training groups, business growth groups, wealth creation groups, all sorts of things. And one of the first places that I'll go to if I'm exploring something new. Um, I remember when I first started kind of dabbling in canicross, which uh, for those of you who don't know, is like running with your dog out in front of you. So you attach the dog to a harness um, and the dog is supposed to pull you along. Um, It's quite exciting and it never quite worked out how I imagined it. But um, the first thing I did was go and look on the internet and also find some communities where real people could give me real advice about their experiences. I could tap into people of all different levels, I could see what Canicross could do um, for me and how it would work in my lifestyle. And I think that's really, really important. So if you go onto social media with a specific purpose and a goal, if you have an idea about what information you want to achieve or obtain, then the communities and the collective mind on the internet can be amazing. And even the short form snippets of content available, um, you know, from coaches and mentors online can be super, super useful. And you can literally learn something new in seconds every day. You know, I can log on to my Instagram feed and I can learn 10 pieces of new information um, straight away within, you know, minutes. Um, some of that information is going to be more reliable than others. And I do try and curate the people that I follow um, on social media to make sure that what I'm actually looking at and listening to is aligned with my beliefs, aligned with my goals, that the stuff that I'm learning is not going to distract me. It's not going to take me away from what I want to achieve. But we all know we need to take these types of things with a pinch of salt. It's just as easy to expose yourself to the wrong information as it is for you to access the right information. And that's really important. Ultimately, I would say 90%, if not more, of social media is opinion. Perhaps we could say that all of it is opinion because it's one person's take. Even if there are facts in there, it's one person's interpretation of a fact. When you log onto somebody's account, it's one person's opinion of a discussion, of an argument, of a fact. It's their interpretation of what's going on. It's their reality. And what we're looking at on social media is a little kind of window into one person's frame of mind, one person's frame of reality. Um, You know, we're not even always getting that reality from them. They're not necessarily always being truthful either. So, It's really important to bear in mind that social media is just a platform. You know, it's speaker's corner online. It's people voicing their own opinions. Yeah. Some of it might be based on fact, but 90% of what you're consuming on social media is opinion. It's just someone sharing their frame of reference with you. And the other downside of social media is that you guys listening to this by virtue of the fact that you're here, you're probably like me. You're competitive, you want to do your best. And yeah, of course you want to show the world your full potential, but you have to be careful. 
you have to make sure that your competitive instinct does not overflow into social media. I see so often coaches and you know, this is what sparked this kind of podcast and the discussion was age group athletes like myself, but who are stuck in this spiral of trying to look perfect on social media. And they get stuck in this loop of competition with their peers, with people that they surround themselves with. And the trouble is that the way algorithms work on social media is the more of that content that you consume and the more that you put out to compete with it, the worse that kind of need to compete with it gets because the more it's going to show you. And there's kind of infinite numbers of photos that you can see out there that are going to encourage you to do more and more and more and more. And that's going to feed the wrong parts of your brain. It's going to distract you from what's really important and what you're really trying to achieve. Photos of perfectly filtered athletes boasting about how much training they've been doing, how amazing their nutrition is. You know what's my, the worst ones? Those what I eat in a day ones. They are probably my biggest bugbear. Beautifully choreographed muesli bowls, berries, nuts, chicken, broccoli and salads with extra doses of quinoa and goji berries. Um, you know, there's never a bag of Percy pigs or a jam donut in there. It's always a sort of holier than thou day and, you know, oh, I only eat this much. And you know what? I'm sure sometimes these people do eat like this, but I'm willing to bet that they also eat pizza and pasta and tuna sarnies and loads of other stuff far less perfectly presented than what they're showing you. And I don't really think that anybody gets benefit from that. All that happens is, you know, society already has a really, really shitty stigma attached to food. We have a terrible relationship with food. And when you see that sort of thing out there, if you're not mindful about the fact that actually it's quite probably not real, it's not the reality, and it's just designed to fit a certain narrative. A lot of the time it's designed to sell something, to sell an idea, to sell a product, to sell a a kind of profile. If we're not thinking about that, then it's really easy for us to feed our own insecurities and our own poor relationships with food. So those I think are probably my real real bad nitpick one is the what I eat in a day thing. Ultimately, it's up to you to employ the strategies to protect yourself from feelings of doubt and inadequacy and that those posts can lead you to feel. But it's also important to not become that person as well. So don't try and compete. Don't join in with that. Don't see it and think I need to do what that person is doing. It's a pointless distraction from what matters. It's a waste of your energy. And, you know, social media should be a sideline. It should be something that you can use to show people what you're doing, to show a part of yourself. By all means, do that. You know, that's how I use it. I want to show the world a part of myself and I want to share knowledge as well. And I think that's the positive side. Um, But it could be that having it could be having a the real horrible effect that you're experiencing if you're becoming that person and competing with it it could be that what you're doing is having that same horrible effect on someone else who's feeling unworthy looking at your unrealistic portrait of life and then you've become part of that spiral for somebody else and it's unnecessary pressure on yourself you have to constantly live up to the persona that you've created So, you know, you've created a monster that you've got to keep feeding and it just doesn't make any sense. It'll make you unhappy to ensure that what you've now created, you know, this unrealistic standard that you always have to live up to it. And how do you get out of that? Because you've got to be then a very, very brave person to stand up and say, actually, I was wrong. And what I've presented to you so far isn't the truth. It's far better to start off by presenting the truth. 
And that's what I will always try and do. So that's what I've always tried to do with my social media is as a coach, not be the person that's perfectly presented. You'll also notice that when I turn up to coaching calls and things, I am wearing the clothes that I would normally wear. I don't wear any makeup. I'm literally presenting the version of myself that I want the world to see. And that's me. You know, it's far easier to present the honest version of myself because there there aren't two sides to my personality. I don't have to think, oh, who do I need to be today? You know, yeah, we need to wear a hat. I need to wear a coach Stevie hat and a dentist Stevie hat. But ultimately, what I've come to realize after trying to kind of separate work and personal life and things like that, and I think, you know, obviously there is a need to separate work and personal life in the sense that there's a, a very real need to make sure that you're not overstressed and that you're using your time properly and that you're focused. Equally, I think it's just as important that you show up to your professional life being the person that you really are, being honest with yourself and being true to yourself. And if you're creating this, like I say, perfectly manicured persona on social media, you're never going to be able to do that because there's always going to be something that says to you, actually, I want the world to see me, but a little bit better. And instead of focusing on actually being a better person, you're just presenting some kind of fake, you know, version of yourself that you perceive as better. So what do we do? How do we identify the bad information? How do we stay out of the mindless pursuit of unrealistic perfection instead of remaining focused on our own health and happiness and performance? Well, short form content can be useful. So little posts on Instagram stories, things like that with little facts and little top tips can be really useful. But remember, it's all going to be opinion. There might be some fact thrown in there. But even when you've got somebody that's referencing studies, they're always going to interpret that. No two people are ever going to look at something in exactly the same way. They might agree on what it's trying to show, but they're never going to see it in exactly the same way. So it's really important to bear that in mind. Short form content can be helpful, but it is going to be kind of polluted with somebody else's opinion. So if there is a reference, then read it, question it. Go away and research the person giving the information and try and find out whether they might be someone with a hidden agenda or questionable views on other issues or or the issues that are important to you. Now, when I say go away and research that person, it doesn't mean necessarily that you need to go and look up their qualifications. Now, that is something for another podcast at another time, but qualifications don't necessarily give someone the right to tell you how to think. And even with qualifications, we're all going to give our own viewpoint and our own personal frame of reference on a fact. You know, we can't avoid that. We're all human. And the older we get, the more potent that becomes. Even as a dentist, you know, quite often I get people come into the surgery and they'll say, well, you know, X dentist said this and this dentist said that. You know why? Because if you ask us um, one one question to 10 different dentists, you're going to get 11 different answers because there's no, you know, there's no concrete way of doing something. There's always going to be opinion around facts. So it's really important to research that person and kind of get to know them in a level that is, are they on the right path? Are they on the path that I want to be on? Do we share certain thoughts about things? Are we aligned? Because they're more likely to be somebody that can give you an insight into how to improve your own life and be successful in the way that you see them as successful and you aspire to be like them. If you don't agree and you don't have share the same view set with them, then there's no point taking advice from them. So have a look at who's giving out that advice and decide whether that's really somebody that you aspire to be like. And if it is, fantastic, carry on. 
Um, generally speaking, longer form content tends to be a bit more reliable or at least allows you to identify flaws in the argument a little bit easy, easier. So use short form content, those little kind of um, grid posts and things like that as a gateway to finding more detailed information. So go and explore the blogs, go and explore anything they've written for any other publications, have a look on YouTube, have a look at their videos, you know, what else are they putting out there that is in, of interest to you and how how aligned is it with your goals and are there things that you agree with and things that you disagree with because it's also really important to find people that you agree with but actually you might not be 100% aligned with someone and I think that's really healthy and what's even healthier than kind of finding someone that you absolutely aspire to that you think has no flaws at all is actually finding out that they have some flaws or they have some things that you disagree with because that's really healthy because that's helping you to make autonomous choices and really think about your own views and what you really think rather than just basing your ideas about about life from what somebody else has given you and also realizing that everybody's human and everybody's going to have different opinions on different things so have a look and actually if you disagree with them on certain things that might be a good thing but just have a look and decide whether that person is really setting a good example for you in terms of what you want to achieve and in terms of your own social media pages don't get sucked in try and relax a little bit remember that it's not compulsory to use social media and if you do remember that i've proved what people like more than the perfect photos is the real stuff people love my face palm pictures my ad hoc pictures of my ugly face with no makeup on um And that's great because people want to see the truth and you can help people much more by bringing them a slice of reality rather than how you make them feel with your preened and curated content. What use is perfect but false content to the world? I would argue not much help at all because it's not real. So it's just creating a false reality, a false expectation, and therefore it just creates disappointment. Why would you want to do that? Instead, focus on the real stuff, the stuff that makes you happy, the stuff that makes you sad, share it, you know, share the journey, share being a normal human being. Because one of the wonderful things about social media is that it has potential to bring us together rather than rip us apart. But if you're going to do that, then you need to give us a real slice of who you really are to make other people feel better, to help other people to do the same. And I think that's really important. So, you know, perhaps today, take an honest selfie. Show us a photo of your face without makeup. Share a part of everyday life, whether it's your, uh, you know, your sweaty training session or your messy bedroom. Share something totally imperfect on social media today. Don't put a filter on it. Just show us a slice of reality because do you know what? We all appreciate that. It makes us all feel better. Um, And I think that's where I'd like to end today is just kind of saying, you know what? There is no pressure on anybody to be perfect and everybody's definition of perfect is going to be completely different to somebody else's. And unfortunately, what we've done on social media is just you know, create this false reality and it's not healthy for anybody. It's not helpful. Um, We're all addicted to it, which is not good for us either. So let's share a little bit of reality instead. Um, Like I say, messy bedrooms, no makeup selfies, all that kind of stuff. Um, Let's get it out there and and see if we can actually share a slice of real life. So like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, then please do give us a rating and a review because that would be really nice and I really appreciate it. And I do genuinely do a little happy dance every time I get a nice review. Um, So it'd be really nice to um, hear from you about how you're enjoying the podcast. Um, And as always, have a great week and I will catch up with you all again soon. 
for listening to the Do Better podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier, healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at steviepotter at thewonderclinic.co.uk, following Stevie's Wonder Clinic on Instagram and heading to our website thewonderclinic.co.uk. And you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes. I hope to see you all soon. 